All right. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. My name is Matt Hines. I am your host, and thank you very much for joining us uh, today. If you're joining us live uh, on the middle of your workday, thank you so much for joining us on LinkedIn or Facebook. If you are on LinkedIn and watching this live, you you can be part of the show today. Feel free to throw in a comment, throw in a question for myself or our guest today, and we'll bring you into the show and make you part of this uh, podcast as well. If you're watching on demand or listening through the podcast feed on Podbean, uh, thank you so much for downloading, for subscribing. You can catch every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio, past, present, and future uh, at salespipelineradio.com. Always featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing, telling us the latest, what's working, what's not, best practices, as well as cautionary tales. Excited today to have the VP of Demand Gen at Constant Contact, also a proud Florida Gator, Eric Stockton. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Matt? Now, I, I, I knew I, the fact is you're an is you're a Florida Gator. The proud part, I don't, I didn't, I kind of made that up. But, um, but uh, it, it, how? I, I, no, I'm assuming. Like, oh yeah. So I went, uh, I went to UF during the the glory years. So I'm definitely a Gator fan. So okay. Awesome. Yeah. Glory years, meaning Tebow years? Like what glory years are we talking about here? Oh, well, actually the Danny Werfel years. So this would be like, you know, the end of you know late 90s, mid, mid, late 90s. So there's many, there's multiple glory. It's the nice thing about being a part of a, like a top tier SEC school. You got, you got which glory years are we talking about here? That's right. right. That's right. right. That's right. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for joining us today. Excited to just talk about kind of where we are now in the kind of state of demand gen, so to speak. Right. Um, you've been um, I know you've been with Constant Contact and with Sharp Spring for a while. And so have been in the trenches sort of making this work pre during post pandemic. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of things that were sort of slowly trickling into existence two years ago have really blossomed into, you know, fixtures of demand gen now. So we'd love to maybe just have you start with just who you are, you know, your role at Constant Contact and some of the trends you're seeing um, really be present and um, and uh, priorities in demand gen today. Yeah, so uh, appreciate it. Uh, so I run the marketing for the SharpSpring product and uh, SharpSpring is a full-blown marketing automation and CRM platform. So what we do is, uh, you know, as a, as a product, you know, we'll, we'll do full funnel all the way from beginning to end. So I like to say that because I really do like, I, I sort of like drink my own champagne when we actually use the product and we're, you know, we're, we're doing the work that we do on the demand side. Um, we were acquired, as you said, uh, gosh, I don't know, uh, September. So however many months ago that was, mm-hmm. uh, seems like a long time. Uh, but, uh, we were acquired by constant contact about six months ago. And, um, you know, we've been working through what does it look like to become, you know, part of a larger organization, uh, like, like constant contact and how do we sell the product that we have within that, you know, within that larger context. So there's a lot of brand discussion that happens. There's a lot of other, other things that are going on as it relates to demand gen. Uh, and the way that I look at demand is, you know, it's not in a silo, right? So it's not one of these things where it's just purely acquisition of traffic and, and driving leads. It's really from brand and understanding what our story is and understanding what our take on the world is and all the way through content, all the way through, you know, you know, use, you know, user experience on the site, all the way through to, you know, the pipeline, you know, and, and driving revenue. So it's, it's really holistic, you know, and I think if you do demand, right, it has to be a holistic function. And, uh, so, 
in a lot of ways, uh, I, I spend a lot of time with, uh, you know, cross-functional teams, you know, just getting all of that alignment and being able to, uh, to be effective at, at, at the job. Well, there's a lot of different places we can go there. A um, couple <laughs> sort of follow-up questions. I think, you know, I think there's certainly a lot of companies sort of thinking about that balance between brand and demand and yeah. they are not mutually exclusive. People think, well, I'm focused on, on, you know, my brand. And so, you know, where's my pipeline? Well, if you yeah. want to drive pipeline, having a great brand certainly is grease to the wheels. And so they work yeah. together. How do you think about that interplay and priorities from sort of an execution in a, in a strategy standpoint? Yeah. So brand absolutely is the core product or, you know, the core outcome of, you know, doing demand well, right? So, you know, when you're, when you're building a, a story and you're talking about how your product connects to the pain points that your audience has in all of these various channels that you are running media against, uh, you are creating that, right? And, mm -hmm. and you are, you're leveraging a, a brand that you are becoming known for. Uh, and in a lot of ways, I think, demand helps to accelerate accelerate brand uh in, in the brand team so traditionally in organizations brand was like this big thing you had budget that was sort of nebulous you know and you had content and you had messaging and you had pr and they sort of lived over here in a silo and um that's really not the case anymore at least not in our organization and and, and frankly i would i would counsel other organizations to be thinking about it more holistically too because at the end of the day you have to connect what we're doing, you know, at the brand level to the story that you ultimately tell in these various, you know, paid media channels to, you know, create pipeline and revenue. So it's, I, I agree with everything you're saying, and it's, it's easy for you and I to agree to that in the, in the confines of this cozy little podcast. How do you tell <laughs> that story to yeah. uh, a VP of sales? Like, how do you tell what, how do you sort of tell that story yeah. to a CEO or a board yeah. I'd be like, yeah, brand's nice, but like, how's pipeline? Like, what yeah, yeah. leads you generating for us? Yeah, so that's the only question, right? At the end of the day, so I mean, a marketer's marketer's job, you know, in my opinion, is really twofold, right? It's to tell the story really well, really well, and really clearly, and it's to generate pipeline and revenue. And you know, um, marketers tend to be really fuzzy, uh, in my experience, anyway. We 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 tend to be really fuzzy in our communication of the value that we actually bring to the organization. And so at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. The CEO, more importantly, the CFO doesn't give a wit about, you know, like the, what I'm going to call the vanity metrics that marketers tend to like to talk about, right? So campaign metrics, uh, you know, things that, that really are anything before sort of an SQO level, right? So it's, it's how you create pipeline and how that pipeline converts into revenue, how quickly, like how, how much are you, how much is it accelerating through the pipeline? Those are the things that really matter. And I think we as marketers have to get better at articulating what that story looks like and what our impact is. So ultimately, uh, you know, you can tell, like you can just tell every single marketer, any, especially a marketing leader has been in the room. They've sat at the table with the CEO or CFO and you start talking about your campaign metrics and their eyes immediately start to glaze over. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And What's even worse is if marketing is out there celebrating their wins, you know, they're hitting their top line MQL number or whatever it is, and you're still half of quota on the sales team side. And ultimately, uh, there's a disconnect there, and that creates a credibility problem for 
you as a marketing leader. So what I try to do is I try to connect the dot. And, and really, I don't talk a lot about upper funnel stuff, right? What I talk about is really at the, at the creation of SQO, right? You know, and, and that becomes that juncture. Like if you think about your funnel from awareness all the way through to closed one deals, uh, that, that, that connection point is really the bridge between what you do in marketing and what sales and the business outcome business, you know, what, what they care about. Uh, and if you can get in your language, in your storytelling, in your reporting as close to that SQO number as possible, like you'll see how that leads to additional credibility. It helps to, you know, obviously get more budget, all of those mm -hmm. things that we care about as marketers. Yeah. I mean, sort of the bottom of approach to sort of marketing planning and marketing ROI is not just saying, well, here's how many clicks and retweets I got, or here's how much yeah. traffic we got, but That's here's right. the, here's the contribution of marketing to right. pipeline and close deals, or here's yeah. what it's worth for us to get a deal. Here's what it's yes. worth for us to get a marketing sourced SQL from a legitimate qualified account and saying that now I can invest in a body of work to get a certain volume of those SQLs. And yep. I, I've found that with some CFOs, it's, you know, you start from the bottom up and you say, here's what I'm willing to spend to get there. Yep. They're less in the weeds on the channels. Yep. And just, let's not pretend, depending on the deal you're selling, that, you know, you're going to get, you know, white paper selling the big deal. But like it's a body of work to get there. The bottoms yep. up approach sometimes helps grease the wheels on all fronts there. And, and, and also laying that comparison against what we're currently doing today, right? right? So, you know, if we have a, if we're sales led, where you've got a strong outbound motion, whatever it is, right? You know, that is, you know, fundamentally relatively in, inefficient. Um, and what does it cost to get an SQO there, right? What does it cost to get a close one deal there? And, and then run a comparison against that based on what you're doing on the inbound side. I, you know, at the end of the day, it's pretty easy, like, you know, to look at, but we don't like as marketers, again, uh, we need to drive that conversation to that point where we're showing it side by side. Uh, I, what I find is a lot of these, you know, non-marketing executives tend to struggle with what questions that they need to ask in order to zero in on what's most important, uh, you know, because they, they, they struggle with the sort of the old concept of, okay, well, this is what a funnel looks like. And I should be asking about traffic and I should be asking about MQLs and I should be asking about, you know, whatever. And, but that's, that actually fundamentally, and, and that's what they measure on. That's what they compensate on. Like that's what they build the organization around. That's what they request marketing to report on, but it's up to marketing really to lead that conversation and say, look, yeah, those are all important things, but that's not the most important. What the most important thing is this, right? And you show how the reporting or sorry, how the actual inbound motion works, how efficient it is from a CAC perspective, right? And then, and, and also, you know, like how it's contributing significantly to that pipeline of the sales team. And then on the other side, you're showing like, what are the other things that we're also allocating dollars to? And you start talking that language of the CEO CFO, and it helps to start a, uh, you know, direct the, direct the conversation to things that are more important to the organization rather than those vanity metrics, like we were talking about before. 
boy, you just start speaking the language of the business, start using the language of the business, using the metrics and the key and the, uh, the, uh, the words that the CFO uses, you certainly sort of reduce yeah. friction uh, yeah. between the organizations and help marketing tell a better story. We're speaking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with established uh, proud Florida Gator and VP of Demand Gen at Constant Contact, Eric Stockton. So before you were VP of Constant uh, Demand Gen at Constant Contact, you basically ran the Sharp Springs ad business. And so, you know, yeah. Sharp Springs ads, like you, you can focus on sort of like a product, right? And sort of... Yeah. You know, a lot of people that, you know, listen to the show, you know, have either been acquired or or their companies have acquired other companies. So you go from necessarily having sort of like a suite of services that all sort of like one product to having sort of a portfolio of things that, with a common set of customers. Right. So talk a little bit about what that transition's like and without giving any sort of secrets, just what has that transition been like for you? And what have you learned along the way of moving from selling one thing to sort of being part of a portfolio? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Honestly, it's been it's been fun. Uh, it, it it has put us in a position where you know constant. I mean, look, I totally I'm gonna just discount all of this by saying like this is my experience, not everybody's experience. Mm -hmm. But our experience or my experience has actually been really positive in the fact that you know the parent company, Constant Contact, is really wanting to invest in areas that help to. Uh, you know, inform or, or help to serve their customers better, right? So there's a very large customer base of smaller customers, as you might imagine, that are, you know, solopreneurs and, and early stage, you know, smaller, uh, smaller customers that are sending email and, and doing marketing. Uh, but they have a larger and broader group of folks that are getting more complicated, right? They want a solution that grows with their business. And what SharpSpring does is helps to solve that particular problem. So, uh, you know, what are the challenges? Well, integration is a challenge, right? So like, like, what does it mean? And literally had this meeting this morning, Matt, like literally had this meeting where we were talking about the brand of constant contact as a, you know, overall, right? And we were talking about the products that live in that brand and how do they all align with, the, you know, with the core, the core values of the brand. And, um, you know, like how do we talk about them in context of not only like within our own customer base to acquire new customers, right? But also, you know, you know, in context to the other products and also within the context of the of the umbrella. Um, that's not an easy that's not an easy thing. Obviously, we've got a, a lot of smart people that are that are working on it, but I think the 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 challenge is maintaining your own customer like audience and being really good about that because yeah. um if we lose that then what we end up you know having is you know we 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 end up becoming sort of this brand that nobody knows what we do right you know mm -hmm. so we want to like and and we have been doubling down and investing as constant contact to make sure that we're that we're, we're talking about the audience first right and 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 who it is that we serve and then, you know, how do they, you know, how, what does that buyer journey look like? And then ultimately, how does that make its way all the way through into product? Uh, and then we start talking about how do they relate it to each other, right? And what yeah. is that, you know, what does that path look like? So it's, um, it's a lot like, you know, we went from 250 people to 1250 people, right? So, mm -hmm. or, or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's, uh, you know, organizationally much larger organization, you know, lots of new faces that I have to interact with and, and work with. Uh, but, you know, so far uh, it's been, 
I, mean, I think it's been relatively smooth. That's great. No, that's great. And I love your comment about just make keeping that customer focus. I mean, I've seen best practices and cautionary tales in this yeah. scenario that yeah. really sort of pivot on that, right? Like if yeah. you have a customer focus as you expand the portfolio of what you can sell, yeah. then you make the right trade-offs. If you have fiefdom fights across business units and products, yep. you have a problem, right? Yep. And so, you know, what would your advice be based on what you've seen so far as Constantinatica as well as just throughout your career, you know, for those that are in what really kind of can sometimes become a political situation yeah. where you've got different business units fighting for attention, <laughs> prioritize our product, no sell our product. We need more leads. Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you maintain that customer centricity? How do you, how do you justify and evangelize that? Yeah. So like, first of all, like everybody is going to have that, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it is just a function of human beings and human nature and, you know, it's, it's, it's just common. I, I think the, the thing that we have realized is that the the data really helps to um, equal out the playing field, right? So we're a smaller, uh, like SharpSpring is a smaller brand, obviously, than the than the larger Constant Contact brand. Um, and what we're what we're doing is is we're we're telling the story with you know what is the customer, what is it worth, like how do we think about it. And, and how do we, how do we overlay that against sort of the larger, you know, strategic narrative or strategic, you know, business decisions that we're making around things like, you know, where we invest dollars. Right. And so, but like my, my thing would be come to the table with data, because if you don't, what typically happens is the hippo in the room is typically the one that's going to end up making the decision, which may not be the best you know, for, you know, for the product or for the organization. And we're a very data centric organization. So I think, you know, that obviously helps uh, my, you know, sort of my cause or, you know, like if I'm a, if I'm an owner of a product or whatever, um, I want to be able to do that. So it always helps when the organization is, is already leaning in that direction, but then it's my job to be able to come to the table with that argument or with that, you know, with the data to be able to support it. So yeah, it's the great equalizer. Love it. Awesome. Well, appreciate your time today. Uh, Eric Stockton, VP of Demand Gen at Constant Contact. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, say hi to the head ball coach for us. All right. Thanks, Matt. Take right, man. Thanks, everyone, for watching uh, another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. We'll be back here again next week, 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. Until then, my name is Matt Hines. We'll see you next week on, Waste on Sales Pipeline Radio. 